0: Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family and podcasts. Hey, it's Christopher, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. Let's introduce our crew for tonight's
1: cast. First up, we have Damian. What's going on? The second podcast being recorded tonight. Very hot up here. Let's get into it. Silver, what's going on?
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: My silence is 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 my emotion. The silence is deafening. I have an air conditioner. Like literally, I'm touching it right now, but this can't be on because it'll go over the mic. So, so for for audio clarity, I am sweating my ass off for this episode. His cheeks are red, folks. <laughs> His cheeks are red. <laughs>
0: Typically, we get into errors and omissions uh, in our casts, but we don't have any this week for Game On, so we're going to head right into the Game On section. All right, and first up, for Game On, I played Tacoma. I was super-duper excited. I am a huge Gone Home fan, uh, a big fan of what Fulbright does, and uh, Steve Gaynor, just in general, on Twitter, I follow him. He is very interactive with the community. He's interactive with Waypoint Radio specifically. He's friends with a lot of those guys over at Waypoint. And I also follow a level designer who uh, worked on Tacoma, Nina Freeman. And so when I, when I was starting to play the game, I'm kind of gathering all the thoughts of uh, conversations I've had, things I've seen. And man, does Tacoma hit on all cylinders. The voice acting was fantastic. I ta- I texted you guys last night. Voice acting is great in this game. The storyline was really good in this game. The, the storyline for the game, it, it follows... Uh, the overarching theme is basically, it's set in 2088. Um, it's a space contractor. Her name is Amy. And she's set to investigate an abandoned space station called Tacoma. Um, the, the place itself is empty. And what she's trying to do is recover data and reconstruct what led the crew to taking their leave from that space station. And what the game allots you to do is... Go into VR, a VR mode, which I thought was really cool considering how popular VR is now. And you get to see scenes or things. Like you'll, you'll go into a scene and it'll say play VR clip. You'll play the VR clip and you'll watch people legit go through the entire scene. But what's really awesome is there's a couple of AR nodes to different people while you're in it. So you get to get a little bit more information from them. So there's things like notes or emails they've sent or a badge. And then the other thing is, is you can rewind the entire scene. So if you miss something in, in a conversation, because you have to follow these people. As they're speaking, you don't follow them. They start fading off into the distance. You don't hear voices any longer. So you have to follow them to wherever they're going to keep up with what's going on to meet new people. And then that scene starts. So it's, it's, it's really, really well done that way.
1: So that is how what, – what I like about, about that is that – because when I first saw Tacoma, and you see that it's this kind of different art style to it, right? It is. That in itself though, because it's that VR, that explains why it's the polygonal art style. Mm-hmm. But also when you first said it, the first thing I'm hearing, you know, I'm, I'm a big division fan. I think of, I think of the, the scenes when the, the 3D comes up and you're walking around and you're kind of hearing it play out and stuff like that. But then you t- threw in that, that wrench in what I was going to suggest and s- compare it to by saying that you follow the you follow the characters around and it leads you to new, new situations. That's pretty dang cool. Now, I, Chris, I know you're a fan of Walking Sims. Mm-hmm. Now, how is this compared to some of the other indie Walking Sims that you've played in the past, being that this is set in the science fiction universe? How's that going for you? It, like is, 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 where's it, What game would you compare it to that people might know? Wow, this is really difficult because the, the plot lines, basically
0: when you're watching these folks, you go anywhere from 10 hours ago as the most recent thing to one year ago. And so you're trying to connect the plot lines. You're trying to figure out why why this occurred. And if you connect you know what happened six months ago and a year ago, and it could be the same person just in a different spot in the building. So okay. remember, because you're rewinding their memories or their cabin space or – there's – again, I'm only about an hour and a half into this. And okay. s- what I did was is the initial part is I saw a basketball hoop and I, I, this isn't a spoiler. And like you can grab the ball and shoot in the hoop and I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, hell, I did that and gone home. So and, – and it unlocked a secret. So like let me see if I can shoot the hoop and I did and I made – it, I scored and it made this really loud noise, scared me, I almost jumped out of my chair. And then I see another hoop, and I'm like, "Well, maybe you have to score two, or maybe the score has to be even." So I'm trying to figure. Th- I, this is all like I'm doing this for 20 minutes because I'm like thinking to myself, "This could be something," but I don't really know. And then I got the first wee scene, and I didn't know what the hell was going on, and I didn't know that there were ARs off of the off of the that listening to their their audio. So then I then I figured that out while I was in somebody's cabin. I'm like, "Oh, what's that button? Oh, oh." Oh, there that does something. And so I'm trying to figure this out, too. In any case, you're able to pick up a lot more things than you were in Gone Home, although most of the drawers there were open. This is all in the same vein as Edith Finch and Firewatch. I could, rattle, I could go on and on. The walking sim genre is now a genre. It's almost like you know when somebody comes up and says to you, hey, what, what's a tower game that you have to do as a third person? It, that's Assassin's Creed. So they—that's the—that's the baby. Gone home started this walking sim genre. That it... I don't know if it started it, but it popularized it. And mm-hmm. Fulbright capitalized being an indie team creating that game. And this Tacoma has been talked about for over uh, two years at least at E3. And this is an yeah. X. This is right now an Xbox exclusive launch. Launch exclusive, exclusive console wise, it is be it is available on Steam and. It's not a very long game, five to seven hours, depending on how you play it. Okay. For a person like me who likes to touch everything in a game, this could be a 10-hour game. But what drew me in and what continues to draw me in is the voice acting is just bonkers. I nice. will give you a couple of things that I don't like because I don't want to you know, shoot rainbows and butterflies up its rear. the The gameplay itself was hindered on the opening screen by more than one person. It freezes on the start screen. Pressing A does nothing, okay? I I was able to bypass that accidentally. I don't know if I could do it a second time. I did it the first time, and I was like, well, hell, I'm in, so I don't want to, like, screw that up. I just want to keep playing. So that's got to be a patch. And two, there's a scene where you have to go farther down into the ship, and you're on this machine, and it's like a quick scene. You, you can look around, but you can't move anything else besides your head moving up and down, and the frame rate drops were way noticeable. I'm talking, like... Going from, I'm sure it's at 30, because it's not a 60 frame game, and you're dropping down to like 20, maybe 15. Like, it was stuttering pretty hard. So there are a couple of things that I I noticed right off the get-go, but it didn't take away from the story. So right now, it's not hindering me, but it might later if it affects more of the gameplay. Okay. So overall I would I would recommend Tacoma in the first hour. I'll give you a little bit more of an update next week. I, I'm sure I'll have already beaten it or we'll be close to beating it at that point. And then I can give my overall full review. This is just kind of a basic overview of what I know of the game in the first hour and a half. I don't really know much of the story. Even if I did, I wouldn't give much of it away. I just want to give you what the play is like and, and what the feel is like of the game.
1: What what I like is is that it it's a mystery and that it's not like you're going in there, and there was, you know, a year or years in the past that you're going into a derelict ship and looking in, and that because of what you've seen so far, you know that it was literally hours ago that these people disappeared. Mm-hmm. That that to me, that's something that pulls you in more so because that you know that gives you a sense of urgency to try to figure out because if they're alive, if they're somewhere trapped it makes you want to solve what's going on because it gives you that sense that you can try to save people.
0: Very, very true. Yeah. It's, it's, it just, again, I don't want to get too much more into an hour and a half worth of gameplay, but I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Fulbright. I love the stuff that they do. I love the fact that they're so in touch with their fans and, I like the fact that they stay true to themselves at least in the first hour and a half. This reminds me it's not gone home, but you can see the lineage. And so for me that just says they're staying to who they are. It doesn't mean they're not trying to branch out because they're trying to expand upon what they do well. Maybe the next game that Fulbright does because the staff is not very big. They're not a very large team. They're still a very, very small indie team. Uh, They just happen to have a lot of guys and gals that have worked on major projects such as uh, Ken Levine's uh, Bioshocks and and those type of things and that those are those are the folks that have come over to Fulbright and and made their way over I have played a little bit more of splatoon 2 uh, the the game itself and I talked a little bit about it last week so I don't want to delve too much into it but it's just it's missing some sauce I don't know what it's missing but for me but it's not it doesn't have everything uh, the game is very much like splatoon 1 I like the fact that it has an individual player, mode which is a little bit better than splatoon but i have two kids that want to play a split screen game against each other and cannot do so currently so a local co-op game between two players on one switch you would think would be something that you could do just you know very easily and you still cannot do that on this and i don't know if that's something that's going to change because that was a part of the original splatoon or maybe i'm going to get told by somebody who listens to the cast hey idiot this is what you do because I've tried everything and I've looked on Twitter and I've gone through the Reddit pages and I can't find it either. So there's nothing that's that's letting me know that you could you can do it. However, uh, they have been getting a lot on the salmon run which has been really really popular and that's just the like the competitive stuff uh, it's really real really really popular for their hard mode. People enjoy that but it's losing me because I bought the game for my kids. I really didn't play, get Splatoon 2 for myself. I got it so that I could play with my kids or they could play against each other. And if it doesn't serve that purpose, it doesn't serve a purpose for me.
1: So, Oh, so then it goes back into a trade in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That it tends to go into Mario, which is the next game for the switch that I'm going to be interested in. So, uh, <laughs> and speaking of which, we're going to be talking about that later on a little bit, uh, about Mario Odyssey, but I know that Damien, you've been playing a lot more of Fortnite.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, this was uh, something that turned into more of an error and omission that I I realized after the fact was that right now, anybody who gets the game and and gets Fortnite, they're getting what's called founder status. And what that is, is that it's just like in Warframe where you're going to get some perks and you'll always have these perks Um, because Fortnite will eventually be a free to play game. That will be in 2018. So if you don't pick it up now, you will be able to enjoy this game with a lot of fun. You can come later on. And if you're on Xbox, hit me up. I will have all sorts of goodies and I can make you weapons. So that's one thing. But the Fortnite gameplay, the de- it gets a lot deeper the more you play it, which obviously it's a game about building and stuff. But just recently learned that I could actually upgrade the, upgrade the, the structures and stuff like that. A player... It's like, hey, look at this! Look what you can do, and taught me. And it's just like, like Fouts was saying that he doesn't know what what to do. Well, if you play in the missions, you'll get find these highlighted areas, and if you follow them, they will like they basically the highlighted things. You're or it's like to build like a tower, a radio tower, and things like that. Well, what that's for is that's actually set up so that you will be able to learn how to make the different shapes to be able to make the castles, to be able to make the big skyscrapers, make these bases that you really want to look fancy. The game's kind of holding your hand and teaching you how to do that without making you feel like you're helpless. And I, I appreciate that. And it's like, I, I'm, I've always enjoyed some of the, like, you know, the, the multiplayer style t- uh, tower defense games. The further you get into the game, the... Uh, harder the enemies get, you get elemental enemies, things like that, and you actually get some moments where it gets a little hairy, and you might squeal a little bit because you're like, "Now it's so close!" and then you lose. Uh, it, 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 my initial time with it, it was feeling kind of like I was on God mode. I, there's no way I could lose. I'm now getting to the point now where the enemies are actually uh, they're they're, they're me you know they're giving me a run for my money, and I have to now learn the deeper depths of building up my side teams and my. My, my other characters that basically help build out my, my players' uh, stats. What's stopping somebody
0: from just getting this game for free? I mean, how how important are any of these founders' things? Or is it just a fake fluff in order to get people to pay for a game that, you know, is eventually going to be a free-to-play?
1: Um. Uh- you know, it was what, but basically what it does is founders, would, if the founders pack it like that, it gives you the ability to get access to characters. You're, you have a higher chance of getting your characters. So the stuff that people like, they might come on and they're like, oh, I really want that character to play as. If they're a founder, they're going to have a higher chance of getting that. They're going to have a higher chance of getting the better loot drops. So, yeah. Th- and then what you're, what you're saying here, someone's going to be saying, they go, so it's a buy, it's a buy to win. It's not necessarily that, but it certainly doesn't. It certainly does help.
0: So you have a better chance of getting loot by paying for it, even though somebody else is going to be paying for it. So you're both paying for it, but you just have a better chance of
1: getting it. I have a better chance of getting it because I bought, I paid, I paid the funds for it before it launched. Because uh, so what they're doing is they're running us as a beta. Uh, we were trying to figure out why it says beta. Well, Founders Beta means you pay for it, you're beta testing it, you're the one that's creating the algorithms that they're going to use when it come, launches in 2018 as a free-to-play title.
0: So you're paying for a beta that's going to be a free-to-play. Yeah. This is yeah, a, I, such I, a I, weird concept to me because it sounds like you're paying their salary while they figure out what the game's going to be, and then then everybody else gets it for free because you paid for it.
1: Well, I mean, it's very similar to it's what it is. It's like a Kickstarter. So you know, like when you when you pay for a Kickstarter, you get you get something given to you, it's like that. Well, Warframe it started out this way. You had your <laughs> founders packs. You know, certain founders got whatever uh, prime access to a a prime uh, build of a Tenno, and they got to play as that character. That's kind of what what this is. I mean, actually, it's very similar uh, to that because. Warframe is a great free to play title that if you put the time in you'll be able to unlock characters. But if you want to get cooler things, you can actually put some money in. So aside from from the Fortnite being uh, coming out at, at basically the Fortnite stuff, yeah, I do feel I I I feel that they needed to be epic needs to be a little more like they people would say, "Hey, you know, people that know, you know, the Founder stuff. They'd be like, "Hey, you're you're a founder. You should know this. That means that you're you know you're basically supporting a game before it comes out. You know, the, to me, that was early access. And that yeah, this game is an early access, and that's what you're paying for is early access. But you're paying for early access for a free to play title. They do give you a lot of bonuses for it. And ultimately, I do not feel that my money was wasted because I am thoroughly enjoying the game and the fact that that they've created this game for me to enjoy." I'm willing to have given the money that I have given for the studio to put out new content. The game's huge. Silver?
2: How much did you pay for it?
1: Uh, I bought the big pack. So gotcha. I got two copies. I, so I got, there's a total of three copies with it. Um, so that was a 150 but I got tons of stuff with it. What the? F- I'm not even going <laughs> to swear. I'm sorry. It was about to come out. Fouts, you're lucky.
0: I, well, it's so hundred fifty dollars.
1: Holy yeah, shit! Because I got I got the big the biggest Founders Pack that for was a free to play game. Well, that's but I also got a crap ton of stuff oh, with it. Oh, they and... call you guys whales. I, well the thing is is I've I've donated to I've donated to others like movies and stuff like that in the past so this is you know this is kind of the same the same level but it was basically uh, the way we viewed it was my son wanted to have a bunch of people be able to play for his birthday and so we wanted to be able to get basically be able to have four people have copies the fact that they gave me two other copies with it and I was able to give Fouts a copy. It, it wound up – it was well worth it for me because I got four copies in my house because of doing the home Xbox and all that. that got a copy. And so it, it wound up being worthwhile because that was we, – we viewed that 150 as being the birthday present or, or the birthday party for my son. And so we just all stayed up and played for the hell out of Fortnite and had a blast. Well, and I will tell you just, what. Thank you
0: very much for – contributing and making Fortnite, whatever it has become. And then when I play it for free and have just a hair less of a shot at getting whatever it is that you're getting, I, I will appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're hearing from me as a thank you. I, I,
1: <laughs> the, the, it's, you know, the, the it's, they, they, like, I was okay with it when I thought it was a small world and then I'm seen as the world opens up. And now, because I know that it's a free to play tile, they're going to update it like Warframe does and the fact that I'm a founder, I'm always going to get a little extra bonus stuff. I'm happy with that. Like I'm okay with it because I like Warframe. Warframe is going to be going open world and all that stuff. And I've, I've put – me and Faust both have put some money into Warframe with stuff. So it, it's something that I'm, I'm...
0: – I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm taking my headphones off. I'm pulling my glasses off. I just, I, I'm shaking my head. I can't – I just can't fathom. I, I guess I get it. I if I'm gonna pay money and I'm gonna go into a Kickstarter or something, I understand what I'm getting. Why not being upfront and honest about this and just saying that they're bad, that's what they're doing would be a lot easier than just whatever they're it, currently it saying. Have, the messaging on this thing is craziness.
1: It it is because people think that they have to pay for. It. They don't realize this. This is where Jeff was right. Mm-hmm. Jeff was like, Very yeah, much "I so. thought this, yeah." So his hesitation on it was true, but. You know, this game again.
0: This game is right place, right time. It's sitting in a lull period. Exactly. There's not a lot that, of games that. out right now. This is the only reason anybody's even talking about this. You come if this a month from now, two months from now, you're going to be talking about Desti- every game: yeah, Destiny, Destiny COD, and, 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 hey, you're going to yeah, all that start, stuff, Battlefront. Yeah.
1: You're going to be talking about all those games. Nobody's going to care about this game. And then the people who people it'll come back. People will come back and play. But the main thing is, is when it goes free to play, it's going to have such a huge influx. And then the founders going to come back and be like, Hey, well, look what I got you know i got all this fancy stuff look what i got you know and the other people are gonna be like yeah but you pay what for that <laughs> the the problem is is free to place have such a, a negative cachet
0: like the it, people just they assume that you're gonna be a person who's gonna be sucked in and the only way i can play this game is if i spend money and i don't want to spend money that's why it's called free and mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's a big cycle i really don't want to get into all of that it, it has a lot of a lot of.
1: Untapped feelings I mean, I, here I mean for that I've game. tossed I've tossed I've tossed money at uh at Marvel Heroes Omega, you know. That, but it's one of those things I enjoyed it, so I did. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do that. Damien, you're playing you're playing Dead Alliance, right? I played the demo for Dead Alliance, which was considered a beta, and all I'm gonna tell you is is everybody knows that Flat Out Four is like my most hated game I've ever had the unfortunate time to play. Well, there's a new game that I hate more than that, and it's Dead Alliance. I have been waiting for this game. I've read about it when it was different under a different title. I was excited for it. It was this game where they, you would vote on the tiles, and it would create a different map. Each time it play in the center of the map, you had zombies and you had two teams fighting each other, and that you could actually use weapons that would weaponize the zombies and things like that. And it was a different, like, kind of play on a versus mode COD style. With you know, you have the undead, and that was something I was like, you know, that's kind of cool. Well, the, one of the companies that worked on this game happens to work on one of my favorite games, and that's Ilphonic. Ilphonic, I Wish that they were not tied to this title, but and they the, and a lot of the, the people from Friday the 13th community are pissed because this game got launched and they're like, hey, where's the rest of our new content for Friday the 13th? We'll get to that later. Uh, they, you know, they had to come out and say, hey, well, we worked on this, you know, six years prior. Or not six years prior, but that we've been working on this for years prior to this. I wish that they didn't even ever have their name on it because the game, I, I read the, so when you're going through and you're reading the reviews, like Fout sat with me, he goes, don't even put this on your hard drive. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm like, I'm just going to test it. It can't be that bad. I read that there's on it that it said that there was five frames. It was five frames.
2: Oh my God. And there's
1: no way that this can be five frames. One other person said, this looks like an Xbox original title. There's no way that it's going to look that bad. It looks that bad. When I try to move my, I bear like there's one thing when you have your mouse set on a high, high, you know, like hair trigger to where it's like Twitch gaming. This isn't Twitch gaming. This is oh, I move my stick and all of a sudden I'm here. I I, I'm looking to the left. Next, I'm over to the right and I've overshot my person. So it's horrible. The reason this is a thing is because they had
0: Friday the Thirteenth come out, so they decided to pop this game. I mean that that this
1: game. No, I don't know. Like this game has been in in development hell for so long, and it's like, oh, we're just going to release it now. Well, they're releasing it because and Friday it, the Thirteenth is popular, so they're going to write yeah, off the so they, the coattails of that game, yeah. right? And, and I just don't buy it. People need to not buy it. And then this is the other f- thing. Excuse me, sorry. the The thing about this is, is that they're not. All, not only are they doing it, like they have a thirty. I think it's like a thirty five ninety nine version of this, or thirty four ninety nine. That's the full game. But there's like, oh, hey, if you just want to play multiplayer, we'll sell you the game for twenty four ninety nine, And you could just play multiplayer. You don't even get a single-player part with that. And I'm telling you, the multiplayer sucks. I got kicked out of in, in, in the beta. I kept getting kicked out. They're like, oh, we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Well, guess what? You can't fix broke. You can't fix broken graphics. You can't fix guns that don't hit your hitboxes. You can't fix zombies that don't react to the stuff. And the fact is, is that this is supposed to be a next-gen title, and it looks like crap. Like, I've had crap that has higher definition in, like, looks more like flesh than the flesh that's on the zombies and even on the player characters themselves. It is a horrible, horrible title, and I hate to, like, I don't like to give out salt, but this game, like, I deleted it off my Xbox. My son's like, hey, I want to try it. I'm like, no. I let him play it for five minutes, and he looks at me, He goes, don't ever ever force me to download something like that again because he's the home xbox i download something he gets it he's like don't take up my hard drive space
0: damien i'd say you're getting heated but i realize it's the fan and not the game so but man are you getting all jazzed up about this game
1: honestly it just
0: sounds like a, a game that came out because it was riding on the coattails of a developer it, that had yeah, a hot it, game. That's, that's,
1: that's all it sounds like to me and people just need to stay away from it it's just a title it does it has it's in it's gonna pop up they advertise it that the ad looks like it's a blast. You get, the beta's already over, so you don't get a chance to play it. Don't don't fall to the to the do not fall to the trailer. The trailer looks like a blast. The game is
0: crap. So you've been playing a game R O K H. What's that all about?
1: So it's a space survival sim, and you know that I love I love my survival sims. Like I love, I love anything where I can craft and all that stuff. Now I saw this at PAX year last year, um, and it, it intrigued me. The gameplay, the so right now, if I had to give this game a score, I'm just going to go out straight off before I even talk about it, is that the score would be like a five, um, because it's. I can see where the positives are going to be in it, but they're not quite there yet. And I feel like this, like I feel like the game did not need to be released yet. Like they need to wait till they had a few things in. Cause I just got, I was playing today the servers for one. Okay. If I'm playing a survival sim, a multiplayer survival sim, I should be able to play with more than 12 people. The regular player base on this is 12 people on, on the survival, on the Sims. There are some custom uh, servers that will allow up to 40. That sounds um, like
0: some Friday the Thirteenth elitism right there.
1: the the game the gameplays and stuff like that in it. There's no weapon, like the weapons aren't included yet. So there's not PvP. It's 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 construction something like that the. But the one of the things is, it's like now you can compare it to Astroneer or things like that. Astroneer was a lot more straightforward with how you construct things. What the hell happened was, to that game? It's still working. They're still working on it. Like we're uh, they're they're putting they're putting patches out for it and stuff like I have that. To talk to Fouts. When was the last time you actually played it? Uh, both of us haven't played it in a very long time. But I I actually because of this game, I'm gonna fire that back up again because this one's kind of left a bad taste in my mouth just because I want wanted it to be something that it's not yet. Um, and what it is, it's, silver.
2: <laughs> we're just slowly watching you. Uh like, take a nosedive, you started off so hyped and, oh, this is great, and you're just slowly, like, going into worse and worse games.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's because, yeah, it's it's mainly the depth that they put into this game, like, the depth is, is there, like, the depth of creation and everything is there, but it's so deep that for someone who's just wanting to get in and saying, Hey, I'm excited about this. I played, I played, you know, I played Conan. I played arc. I've played all these other games and this one's in space on Mars. It's too hard. Actually, the, 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 the learning curve is, is a little too high. I feel like if they dial it in some more and then they increase the player count and, Bring in the weapons and the PVP stuff. The storyline, it actually has a storyline, which is kind of cool. And you're trying to solve a, a mystery of what happened to the Mars colony. And because you're going on there and, and there you you know it looks like it's sabotaged. And so you're trying to find out, figure the story out. So as, as of right now, it feels kind of like a murder mystery that you're trying to f- figure out. But I got like a Steam achievement point for taking off a player's helmet. I have been playing by myself. I have not shot anybody because I don't have a gun. Mm. But yeah, it's just, I think that this game is, I think that they released this into early access too early. Uh, Character wipes are constantly happening on the servers already. And it makes it hard for you to try to get in and fully review some, like I'm, I'm reviewing it and it's hard to review a title. I've reviewed early access titles before that they felt, like a fully complete game, or at least felt like you could play it and you felt like you're getting a complete game out of it. That's not what this one feels like. And that makes me sad because w- what you see in the trailer is not what you get. That can be said for most games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you can. And movies, uh, suicide squad.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that can be said
0: for most games. So I think we're finished up with uh, game on and we're going to be heading into the hype train. So, starting off with the hype train, we have the SNES Classic releasing later this month. To the chagrin of everybody who got booted off, and we talked about this last week with the Walmart debacle, <laughs> uh, everybody got kicked, everybody's getting their money back, Nintendo promises, with a pinky promise, uh, we we pretty please promise that we are going to have enough stock levels, still don't have enough stock level of Switch. However, we will have enough stock level of the SNES. So, I'm hoping that that's the case, man, if, if you're... Interested in it? Winner, winter chicken dinner. You can spend eighty bucks and have it, or you could just CD-ROM it, or you can just you know do what Tinks did, and every, you know everybody gets a copy. So no, I'm just kidding. Not everybody got a copy, but you know what I'm saying. I, it's I guess it's a nostalgia thing. I would have rather had the NES. The SNES is really nice, but for me, it's not a, a spot in my heart. My my heart is set to the Genesis. When when that SNES was out, I, I was playing Sega. So. Um, I guess it'd be interesting for me to play uh, quite a few games that I've either only touched upon or you know have never played before. Your guys' thoughts? Any interest in, in purchasing the SNES when it comes out?
1: I want it because of Final Fantasy three, Because that game, what was hard about that game was every time I tried to play it, like I remember having Nintendo Power and I had the multi issues out in front of me that would have the have the screenshot or the, the screen pictures maps for the different things and I'd go through reading that. But every time I never owned the game and every time I would rent it, you had to play on someone else's save file because there wasn't a way to delete the save file. So you would play where the last person left off. And so I would have to go into it. And on this one, from what I was reading, you can actually, if you wanted to, you could delete your save file and start over from the beginning but if I bought it, I could start over from the beginning. So eighty bucks, it's almost worth it for me to play through Final Fantasy three. Yeah, I know I could download an emulator, but I like the idea of playing it on there. But because it's got a, it's got some other titles with it, like I believe Secret of Mana is on there, Raspberry and Secret of Mana is a I know, I know. But uh,
0: we were in in Discord this week, and we were talking, and I said, "Hey, Atlas is going to be branching away from Persona." And then the (laughs) hammer came down from Silver and was like, absolutely not. So tell us a little bit about how and what Atlas plans are.
2: You think me personally is going to let Atlas break away from Persona? Like, come on, like I would, you know, fly to Japan immediately if they said, oh, we're just not doing this series anymore.
0: Thank you and Andrew Goldfarb.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we, um, in the last episode, we touched uh, on how they announced an animation that's coming out next year, Uh, but we're also getting three new games, for sure. Um, One of them was more of a leak. Uh, They accidentally uh, leaked the website a little early, announcing uh, Persona Q 2. Persona Q was actually the first, like, because atlas puts uh like their shin megami tensei titles on the uh mm-hmm. nintendos but this was the first persona title to be on nintendo it was on the 3ds and it was interesting because it was a dungeon crawler uh very similar to etrian odyssey which is another alice title but it combined the characters from persona 3 and persona 4 brought them together almost like a little chibi fashion it was super adorable and a lot of fun uh, so we don't have any information yet, just that it's coming sometime next year. I'm curious about it because I don't know if they're going to do 3, 4, and 5 or just 4 and 5 or what they have planned. I'm mostly curious because the cast from Persona 4 was very, you know, justice in the best way we can do it to where in 5 they're justice by you stealing and infiltrating uh you know the minds of other people. So you kind of got your good guys versus your good guy thieves. So I'm curious to see how those two um clash or work together. And I really want to see Teddy and Morgana interact together more than anything.
0: But and uh last week you called uh, the fact that you wanted to see another dance dance revolution for persona <laughs> and then I- then wishes come true.
2: Yes, I spoke just in time. Uh, I believe I mentioned last week that the only game I've ever platinumed was Persona 4 Dancing All Night on the Vita, and it was only on the Vita, so I know a lot of Westerners that haven't played it, but it was still very popular, so yesterday or the day before, they announced that they're finally doing Persona 3, and they're doing 5, both in uh, the same style, Um Interestingly enough, they're dropping the Dancing All Night moniker. It's going to be Persona 3, Dancing Moon Night, and Persona 5, Dancing Star Night. The titles are a little odd, but one thing that's super cool is these aren't only PS Vita. These are going to be on the PlayStation 4 as well. So I think they're going to be pretty big hits in the States.
1: So someone who doesn't know what this is, is this like a dance? Like this is like, are you actually dancing in front of the screen on this, or is this just a play on words?
2: It's uh, it's a uh, button rhythm game, kind of like Hatsune Miku. Uh, okay, so. okay,
1: okay. Very cool. All right. That, that that's. I'm sitting there hearing it, and I'm sitting there thinking of like, you know, you have the dance pad out there, and you're you know, doing the DDR, you know, tournaments against each other, you know, and stuff like that. And
2: I'm in a wheelchair. Do you think I'd be excited about that?
0: <laughs> well, the- and you. The other thing for Persona is. That it's a Western—you're uh, you, talking about it being a Western game. So th- it made sense that it originally went to the Vita because the Vita was a Western RPG machine, and that's what it did. And, you know, long live the Vita, slash, got rest in peace the Vita. The fact that they're actually coming out with another game for the Vita, I thought the Vita was dead. So it's because
2: the Vita is uh, still selling like crazy in Japan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, from what I've been told um, and from what I've read, you know, if you hop on a subway— The chances of somebody having a GB versus having a Vita is almost 50-50. So obviously, you know, it's still really, really popular, especially playing RPGs. But they're not stupid. And having it come out for the PS4 is a huge deal. So they're they're backing it. And the fact that Persona 5 did so well on the PS4 and the Pro is the reason why this game is getting the push now on that. You know what I mean? The Vita is a consolation prize for, thank you for anybody who supported us on the Vita, but what we really want to sell it is is on the PS4 because we know more of you have it there.
2: Right, and I'm really hoping that it will support uh, remote play because, I mean, let's be honest, I, I if it does not support remote play, I will probably buy at least Persona 5 on both, con- both consoles and 3 on the PS4. But I'd really like to have remote play because uh, dancing all night was great on the Vita. You mm-hmm. know, it was a lot of fun, throw on some headphones, travel with it. So remote play to be able to sit and play with my headphones when somebody wants to watch TV or something would be amazing.
0: Yeah, the Vita is still, for me, and I, I got rid of my Vita when I bought my PS4 Pro. I actually used it when I traded it in, but it was one of the most underrated things that I had owned. I took it on a couple of trips and it got a quite, a, quite a bit of play. Um, it just, it was an RPG machine and I'm not a very big RPG player, so it kind of lost its luster there. But as far as remote play is concerned, it did its job. I mean, I was able to play Destiny on the Vita. It didn't play as well, but I was still able to play the game. And for a game like Persona, and you're talking about a rhythm game that is a button push, it it should do do just fine, you know, being able able to transfer that over from, you know, a controller Mm -hmm. to a, a Vita controller.
2: Even Persona 5 works really well on remote play. Uh, I was playing Stardew Valley remote play for a while instead of uh, on my console. But uh, you said it it is just an underrated RPG machine, but those are primarily what I go for, especially Mm -hmm. Japanese RPGs. Persona 4 and 5 have a very, very special place in my heart.
1: You had me at Stardew Valley.
2: (laughs) Yes, love it. I cannot wait
1: for for the multiplayer. Multiplayer will be...
2: Awesome. Yes, and I cannot wait for the Switch release. I am so ready to put 150 hours in that game again. Shh. Yeah, no, n- the game yeah. is
1: so well done. Like it's like if you're a fan of Harvest Moon, uh, any of those titles, that game is amazing. Like I bought, like I had a PlayStation 2 because of Harvest Moon mm-hmm. not being not be like they had on console. It looked good on there. The cell animation was great. Um, like I. I, I even had it, uh, I had a rare copy, like, I had the rare copy of Harvest Moon on the Nintendo 64 before I, I sold I off most of my 64 stuff. I have it upstairs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I love the title, so as soon as I heard that that was a was game, like, I didn't get it on the PC, I waited for it to come on console, played it, love it. Really looking forward to the multiplayer update.
2: Yeah, yeah. I um, waited till it was on console as well. I uh, just picked it up recently because, you know, injured, sick, stuck at home. And uh, they were having a sale, $20. Hey, I've got a gift card. Mm-hmm. 130 plus hours later, I finally moved on to the Kingdom Hearts Remix Collection.
0: <laughs> so we got some news this week about Mario Odyssey. And it's going to be the first mainline Mario with higher than an E rating. Yeah, isn't it going teen? Yeah, which yeah. I'm kind of curious what the distinction is. I want to know what causes it to go from everybody to teen, and are they trying to take Mario in that direction, or are they just is it just a matter of maybe some of the real-life people that are in that real world that's causing it to go to the teen era?
2: I'm actually very, very excited about that rating because, I mean, I've been a Mario fan since I was practically born. Uh, my earliest memories from when I was about two or three was playing Mario in Yoshi's Island with my dad. So to see it jump up to a teen rating as an adult, I'm super, super excited to see what they're going to do with it.
1: It, it. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, it it caught my attention when, when it when it went up on it because I haven't played a, I haven't played, you know, I haven't had a N- Nintendo console for quite a while and like a switch is eventually what i want to want i would like to get and mario odyssey is the first title in a very long time of mario games that it's got me that that hype excitement almost as much as then as the uh mario 64 had me like i love mario 64 like when you when you got into that game and you saw the graphics in that game that was like your for a lot of people's first experience in the 3d open world mm-hmm. and you just were awe-inspired i feel like mario odyssey is going to be that kind of that experience again for mario And, and 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 i also feel also though that mario odyssey is another target point for them for opening up their theme park in universal studios
2: for for some reason uh every time i you know watch the trailers and look into it it makes me think of super mario sunshine on the gamecube yeah. Which I, was one of my favorite GameCube titles.
0: I love Mario Sunshine. Mario Sunshine and Galaxy great. are my are some of my favorite. I mean, I had it in sixty. I had a, I bought the sixty four when it came out. I had Mario. I bought Galaxy when it came out. But yeah, Sunshine was. I had an absolute blast playing that game. Uh, and there's a lot more intricacies to that game than people give mm-hmm. it credit for. And it was one of the more popular titles for me, for that system. And yeah. if it's anything like, if it's anything like that with the open world, I think that. Uh, Odyssey is going to do well. I think it'll do well anyway. If you look at the attach rate of where Link is right now with Breath of the Wild, that attach rate is going to be similar to Mario. I mean, people have this for three titles right now, and those are the, the three major titles that they're going to continue to kind of rally around. Maybe four now, I guess. Because to me, Splatoon is not one of those titles. It's Mario Kart, it's Mario Odyssey, and it's it's Breath of the Wild. Those are the three titles, if you have a Switch this year, that you, you are must-owns.
2: Yeah, for me, Mario Odyssey it looks as unique as Sunshine was when it when it was released. I like how they're taking it in a new direction. And uh, uh, side note, you said that you know for you the main titles for the Switch are Zelda, Mario, Mario Kart, and Splatoon. Mm-hmm. I am super excited about the Pokemon RPG that they announced, oh, and yeah. I really would like to see a. Um, okay, I know they're releasing a Harvest Moon, long complicated story, but it's not. It's not the same game. I want a story of Seasons title, which is the actual Harvest Moon, and I want mm-hmm. an Animal Crossing more than anything on the
1: Switch.
0: Oh, that Animal! That, oh, you're, you're not going to see that Animal Crossing until they get the phone version. That phone mm-hmm. version. I is have. Gonna come, I have played Animal
1: Crossing. Yeah, I haven't played Animal Crossing since the '64. Oh, uh, since the GameCube. Oh yeah. man,
2: I've played all of them. I still play New Leaf. Love I, it. Yeah, I lo-
0: nice, I played Animal nice. Crossings, and it was awesome. I had a lot of fun with Animal Crossings. But until that phone version comes out, there's no way they're going to touch it on the Switch. You're going to piss off a lot of people because they already talked about it a year ago about how it was coming mm-hmm. out. And then they said, oh, yeah, well, now it's going to get pushed back a little bit. It's definitely not this year. So unless they're cross-playing it and you're going to be able to carry whatever you do on your phone onto a Switch but and vice versa and play back and forth, then I could see that happening at, at the same exact time. But up until that, I think that they're, they're more concentrating on getting it out because they, they want to push a certain version of it. Uh, uh, that that's just, just' just a thought I don't know I know Damien... as long as
2: it's as long as it's within the next two or three years I'm happy yeah
0: yeah yeah I, I would I would assume so I mean there's a lot of people that that are big animal crossing fans
2: my love I... Japanese games comes back
0: they good
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damien a couple new games slash old games that you've been playing are gonna be coming out here in August one on the sixth and one on the 16th
1: yeah so Ark our is releasing fully on console and PC August 6th, 6th. What's nice about this is if you own ARC on Xbox, you now own it on PC come the 6th. And for me, that's cool, because I kind of got burnt out on, on the console, and I've been wanting to get it on PC, but I didn't want to throw down the money again for it, knowing that I was going to eventually get it, because I want to play it with the mod community, because I've the mod community for that game is crazy crazy. So I'll be jumping on and playing that on PC. I did spend a good year in ARK with my brother. We started off with Uprising with a decent-sized clan or or, or tribe. It shrunk down to where it was just my brother and I for a while. and We basically were fighting with this other guy that was for land and stuff. And before before we left, we actually had taken over our server. We played on server 72 North American. And we actually had the most land, we were doing land deals with other tribes, we wound up having the largest tribe on the server, uh, and then we just kind of, everybody was kind of like, you know, this game's never going to launch, we're going to, and the way that they you play it, you literally have to spend your life basically in it, because you got to feed the animals, and if you don't feed the animals, they go away, you have to fly over your land claims, you have to do all this stuff. It got too much of a time sink to where like someone always had to be online in order for you to keep your stakes. Um, but again, the PC community has come up with mods to make it a faster paced, funner experience. I'm looking forward to that. And I might play it again on console because they updated with a new map called Valhalla. But I'm probably going to focus more on the PC with that game. Now, the other one... So, August 6th, if you haven't got it, the only problem is now you're going to be paying full price for that title instead of the 30 bucks. The other one, and this one I am super stoked for, Conan Exiles comes to console-exclusive early access with Xbox August 16th. Wang Bar included? That has not been confirmed yet, but it has not been denied, and it's leaning. looks like it's going to be leaning more to where it will be confirmed that you will be able to have the full game. (laughs) Luckily, nobody's playing a Pinocchio with it.
2: eh, Well, that's the best part of the game, so...
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a shot across the bow. I did play that at PAX East, and I did not have a lot of fun with the time I played with it, but also, it was on PC, and I wasn't able to use a controller, and you know me and a mouse,
1: mouse and keyboard are not my thing, so... And that's the thing is, I feel that this game was designed better, more around playing with controller. I've played with the mouse and keyboard, and I've played on an RP server, and I've played a lot of stuff with this. However, since I've played, I've only played through two of the major updates. There's been 26 more updates. So with this game launch uh, on console, uh, PC will be getting the same thing. There has been, not only are we getting the 28 patches that they put into this game and read and rebuilds of it for AI everything else we're also getting double the world size with the free expansion coming that will add in both a frozen arctic biome and then a like a northwest kind of like forest biome and then also we'll have to where they're gonna the you elements will affect you so if you wear heavy clothes in the desert you're gonna sweat yourself to death they're adding in another dungeon they're adding in all these things well one of the other things is is people used to build I've been talking about it, I'm all excited to be dastardly and build a base up on top and take away my you know take away my staircase and go totally for the PvP well they've kind of done some stuff with that where that's going to be a little bit more difficult to do because you can climb you can now climb like link up pretty much any service. But it'll, it'll all depend based on your stamina. In fact, they took so much from Legend of Zelda that you can seek out a special NPC that will teach you how to make climbing gear. But that being said, it's looking like it's going to be a lot better playing with it on with a controller. The new zone looks so much like Skyrim that I think that they're going to actually nab a lot of Elder Scroll fans over to it. Um, and just, I'm looking forward to being able to actually play this game and not get character wiped. I have been wiped so many times that I have I actually haven't played the PC version in a couple months because of it. So that having this come out to console, I am definitely looking forward to going on and uh, using the skill sets that I have learned, and le- and picking up on the new ones to take out a lot of players. And. I think you have something now that's going to be coming out on the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. When is it coming out? Friday the thirteenth is going to is now currently working on an update. Now we know that the that the physical disc copy is set for Friday the thirteenth of October. Uh, that will come out now. Anybody that backed the game, so you get the founders. The founders who backed the game will get their physical copy. They are given their digital copy. They get their physical copy. Physical copy does get a special – will get all the skins of, of Jason spe- with that they will have exclusive bloodied Jason skins. Digital copy will get their own exclusive Jason that will have a single Jason that's bloodied for digital copy owners. But that's not the big deal. The big deal is the fact is, is that the developers have stated, they've been very, very, you know, upfront with things. It's like counselors, they can make new counselors. They don't need they don't need like a, ahead of you know a massive amount of time to make new counselors. It's just render the character and get them in the game. But Jasons take a at least two months to average out the skill sets that they get and to put in the new kills and everything. Kane Hotter. Jason Voorhees himself has been back in studio filming new kills and everything like that. So we know that in the very near future, we're going to get a new Jason. We don't know if that's going to be Jason X. A lot of people are talking about Uber Jason. Um, but there's there's a lot of excitement built around that because with the release of a new Jason, more than likely we're getting release of finally, finally some new maps. Because as much as the fan base is here for the game, with all the other titles coming out and every all everybody playing this so much, it is going to start to to wane a bit. Uh, Silver,
2: um, this one is a multiplayer only, correct?
1: Well, that being said, with this new update that's coming out, we will also be getting the uh, the single player mode to Friday the Thirteenth.
2: Is it uh, going to be like a campaign story, like? it's a
1: camp so it'll be a campaign where you play jason before the counselors know that he's a killer or that he's there and so you're going around and you're hunting the counselors down so they're going to have some form of interaction where you'll see the counselors going back their everyday business supposedly so that could mean that you're going to see counselors getting it on you're going to get angry jason going in there and saying i put a stop to this i put an axe through you Stuff like that.
2: You know, you've talked this up enough, Damien, that I might actually get it.
1: I, I love Friday the 13th. Like, this game, I, even through the crappiest like launch that they had, I felt like they, the Xbox community came up and created a way for people to play it. I got into parties with people, and I cre- I've actually gained a lot of friends because of this game.
2: You're playing it on play- Xbox. Correct? I play
1: it on Xbox. I play it on perfect, Xbox. Yeah, perfect. and I've actually, uh, yeah, and it's, it's just, you you get in, you play it, and you laugh and you have a good time. The, like you can play as any of the characters. Like like some people are like, oh, it's only fun when you play as Jason. I thoroughly enjoy being scared that I'm going to get killed by Jason when I play as as a character. But just always know if you play Chad, Chad's a dick. <laughs>
2: Well, That's... if I get it, I will get it on Xbox and play with you.
1: Nice. Also, uh, Jeff has it as well, and we want to do a stream sometime playing in character. Ooh. Because one of my favorite things to watch is I watch streamers online when they're playing, and they RP out the characters, and it's hilarious. Dude, let me know, because I would love to be the person calling the whole damn thing.
2: Man, I have not played or watched a Friday the 13th since I was a kid, but I'd be down.
1: See, that's the whole thing. Is is that this 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 game has got the studios looking at trying to go forward with a movie again? Because how much how much people you know people have gotten the game? The games uh like it's just they have such a big fan base that have been looking for movies. Like they've re released the movies into like Walmart's has a as a collection. Mm-hmm. But the thing with the collection is the collection is only episode. Is Friday the Thirteenth Part One through Eight. You don't get Friday the Thirteenth Part X. You don't get the the 2009 remake, mm-hmm. and you also don't get Freddy versus Freddy versus Jason. But the the this game, and then the expansion that's coming out for, uh, for Dead by Daylight with is one of the things that has really been fueling the hacker slasher, you know revival that's coming out there with all these characters you know we see freddy krueger referenced in ready player one i mean it's just certain things that are kind of bringing the stuff back and it's exciting because if you're a fan of the 80s and stuff like that i've been able to introduce my kids to to friday the 13th and stuff my boys because of this game and now they've gone back and have been watching the films with me and they appreciate it instead of seeing it being like oh man this is old and crusty They've actually been able to appreciate the films because of their experiences in a game. That is where the media mediums at nowadays is that people can play a game about something when it's done right. When it's done right, where it actually plays to the fan. That it can it can revitalize the cinema the 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 cinematic uh, the cinematic experience for a generation. Well, well and that
2: forty dollar price tag makes it yeah. uh, makes it even more worth it.
0: Well, I think we've touched on everything that we were planning on touching on for our Game On segment tonight. So, Silver, where can people find you at?
2: You can find me on Twitter, Xbox, and pretty much anywhere else under SilverSoulX10.
0: Damien?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Nash. also mainly gorgeous Twitter, minus the T for character restrictions. And you can find me
0: at 2 T W O W O L B Z Z. For Geekologist Radio and the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts, we are Meowt.